shit's on there. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me he's about to hit record. What's up, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to <laughs> Eternal. No way. No, listen, that intro is too good to, to, to stop. Normally, we would stop this and go back, but let me tell you that <laughs> that I just, I can't. I got to leave it in there. You didn't tell me. He's about I got to leave it in there. <laughs> that stupid song so, stuck in my you know, head, Listen, man. it's it's to break up the monotony, okay? Yeah, you guys weren't yeah, expecting yeah. that. You weren't expecting us to talk during the intro music, but guess what? We did. <laughs> But welcome back, everyone, to Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bullen, alongside Braxton Sticks Taylor. Yeah. Uh, just found out with something new about Braxton. Uh, hey, you know, we're still we're, we're learning still, something new. We're yeah. still learning new things about each other all these years later. And uh, he has a game series that he adores called Sticks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't know that. And have we been sitting here for probably about an hour talking into our microphones with not recording? Yeah, <laughs> As probably. If As if we were other. recording. But... Yeah. Uh, and afterwards, after we had talked for like an hour, I was like, you know what? Probably should have recorded that. Just put it on like <laughs> put it in, on other in other stuff or something. something. <laughs> we just talking about video games yeah, and talk. movies. But anyways, and, we just yeah. we just love each other so much. We just we, do. we can just talk about. Just love the sound of our whatever. voices so yeah. much, don't we? <laughs> but anyways, uh, welcome back, everybody, and it's a it's a special special day because yes. we. Are now one day after the season finale of The Mandalorian season three. <sighs> yes. Lots of feelings, lots of thoughts, lots of emotions. Oh yeah. And we'll get to all of that. Don't worry, we have a lot to say about it, as you guys, I'm and, sure, would know. And uh, uh, you guys have a lot to say about it too, because and, we did a community discussion, and you guys have a lot of thoughts on this. So yes, and of course we do appreciate that. Um, and guess what? Uh, you know, you can be a, a big part of that as well by becoming a Patreon member. Actually, I think most of our big comments were from our Patreon producers, so mm -hmm. big shout out to them. Uh, and we're going to read through those here in a little bit, and you guys will be a part of that discussion. But we do want to remind you guys about that Patreon. It's $5 a month. That gets you ac instant access to uh, our episodes as we post them. But you also get the exclusive podcast called And Other Stuff. There'll be a new episode of that coming out here soon. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that time. <laughs> um, and But also you get uh, shout-outs every week as we're about to do right now. So I think it's worth the $5. And we would love to have you guys be a part of it. But we want to thank our Patreon producers, and that includes JB, Josh, and Birkinshaw, uh, Tara Bolin, Grace, and David Gill, Alex, Mason, Corey Wise, Jay, Camdar, Jenna, and Promise. Thank you guys all so much for your contribution and for helping us Absolutely. become uh, the best version of us that we can be. <laughs> Man, that's dramatic. But it's true. Every it word of it's true. true. We don't say anything but the truth here on Jedi Eternal. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a short, a little bit short on news and yeah. rumors this week because, of course, as you guys know, uh, Celebration just happened. We've had the past two episodes we've done have been both over two hours long, I believe, mm -hmm. or very close to no, that. Um, been, I, th yeah. I think they've both been over two hours, and <laughs> that's because there's been so much to talk about. Um, however, 
you know, now it's kind of the calm uh, after the storm. And so we we are kind of a little bit short on that stuff, but we do have a lot to say about the finale. So stick around. Yeah, uh, that will be our last thing that we do in today's episode is talk about that finale. And we want you guys to uh, listen and then maybe go in those comments and let us know your thoughts after you uh, after you listen. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into our first news story. And our first news story here is that Kathleen Kennedy discusses possibility of more High Republic era shows. Wow. So, wowzers, <laughs> folks. Um, so imagine that. We have zero High Republic shows currently, and they're talking about it's a possibility we'll yeah, get more. <laughs> so uh, Entertainment Weekly was interviewing Kathleen Kennedy. This was after, you know, Celebration and all of the news and stuff that came out after Celebration. And they asked if it was going to be a possibility that we would get more High Republic era shows. And she said it could be because one of the things we talked about in publishing was how we could begin to incubate certain ideas. And in the case of the High Republic, there's been some wonderful storytelling that's gone on there. It's not necessarily what Leslie Headland is doing with Acolyte, but it certainly opens up the possibilities for being able to tell stories in that space. So, you know, as you would kind of expect, there is, uh, you know, potential for more stories being told there and i would assume a lot of that is going to depend on the success um of the acolyte even though oh yeah should sure. it depend on the success of the acolyte i don't think so because the higher public is so much more than whatever that story oh, may yeah. be. well and as we know the higher or excuse me the uh, acolyte is at the very end of that era right, anyway right. right so um but i would say that you know, if people love the Acolyte, then there's a much better chance we will get more things set within that that era. Mm-hmm. And again, it spans a lot of time, right? Absolutely. Um, and so there's there's so much that can be done there. And the the publishing uh, project that they've done um, is just is just a tiny drop in what can be told within right. within that time span. Yeah. And so a lot of exciting potentials there. And I think without a doubt we will see more. Um, I think outside of the acolyte and of course we have the the little kids show too mm-hmm. but i think the the most likely scenario in my eyes is uh in the vein of clo- or well i think it's going to come from this is a total just random prediction i'm going to give mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that there's a good chance we could get a lucasfilm animation series set during the higher public so think clone wars okay Think Clone Wars at the Temple, Jedi Temple, you know, like they did, stuff like that, but set in mm. the High Republic. And I would, I would totally be into that. And so it'd basically just be like the Jedi story of the week yeah. type scenario, you know, maybe not super, like super serious. serious the story is not being progressed super hard, yeah, and yeah. you know, kind of what honestly what you kind of expect from Lucasfilm animation most mm. of the time, um, but set in the High Republic era and just be able to tell all kinds of different stories with a ton of different Jedis. And I think really it could work, you know, and the, yeah, I'm on the same page with you is that, um, imagine that, um, <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like we're like a broken record. We, <laughs> I'll say something you're like, Oh yeah, I agree. And you say something. Oh, yeah, I agree. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> two peas in a pod, two peas in the pod. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm blanking. <laughs> you were say agreeing now. with me. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so basically here's the thing. You know, and this is how I view Clone Wars or whatever, you know, Lucasfilm Animation, like I said, you know, uh, insert 
Clone Wars, insert, Bad Batch, insert, whatever you want to want to say. For me, a lot of times, it's not the biggest medium to tell stories, you know, not typically. Now, as we saw through the latter part of Clone Wars, it became a phenomenal platform to tell this great story that intermingled between so many different characters, and there's a lot of drama, and it just became really awesome. But what my point is, is that a lot of times, you just expect it to be a look inside of that era, a look inside of, of whatever's going on. Now, again, I think that's for me personally, where bad batch kind of failed is because they didn't really realize what they were. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, so, so I'm trying, trying to be selective with my words here. Um, but with bad batch, you know, in my opinion, that was a very serious story told and, 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 in a, put in a medium that was not very serious within itself right you know it's it's shortly after order 66 it's like the downfall and the, and the trading off of the clones and it's like it's a very somber serious story but you know i don't think that it was maybe the perfect um medium for that but that's just my opinion what i get what i'm getting at after all of this rambling is that i think this would be a perfect opportunity to do that same thing in the higher republic because i, yeah. I mean, listen we have a I want great stories. I think we, obviously both of us do. Mm -hmm. Most of us who are listening want a great story. But at the end of the day, this is the perfect time to do Lucasfilm animation in that style of just kind of like fun, exploratory, like you said, tale of the week or the, the adventure of the week. Because right now we don't have a look inside of the High Republic era other than what was what's written and some mm -hmm. comics. Yeah, And um, I think, like I said, People are wanting to know more about this, not just hearing about it, right, or, or reading about it, but they want to see it for themselves. So, I, like I said, I think this would be a perfect opportunity for that. Yeah, and, you know, with the end of the Bad Batch, uh, the one season left to go, but once that season is complete, um, that will be the end of the Bad Batch, which means Lucasfilm Animation as a whole will be ready for a new project. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think they're going to be resting on their laurels. I think they're definitely going to already, I would assume they're probably planning on the next step for that studio and what they're going to focus on. And, you know, they do have kind of a side project in Tales of the Jedi, but as far as I know, that's still going to remain pretty small. Mm -hmm. So there is, you would assume a, going to be some other big project. Um, and so, I think the High Republic would be a perfect thing for the that studio to do. Oh yeah, so. easily. I agree. Um, I do want to mention a couple other things that Kathleen Kennedy um, had to say in this interview that I found interesting. There was another thing where they they asked her about Jedi Survivor, um, and you know talking about how it was about to release, and you know if there was going to be. Uh, potential to see him kind of move over into live action or anything like that. And she pretty mm -hmm. much completely shut that down and basically said that um, that was, they had no options at that right now. Hmm. Like they had no thought about any of that. So, you know, she could be lying, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Kathleen Kennedy is typically not one to really like straight up lie about it as much as she would mm -hmm. be like, well, we'll just have to wait and see yeah. if he was going to show up. Cause look back to a uh, lot of right. different things that just came out yeah. and people speculated. Yeah. Like you said, she's mm -hmm. more of just like, well, it could happen. It's but for her to be like, well, yeah. um, not right now basically mm -hmm. tells me she means no, we're not right, doing right. it right now. Yeah. But you know, I know a lot of people are always like, how oh, cast is in live action. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, another thing is, and I thought this was one to really, to think about because, 
um, they asked her how Lucasfilm decides which projects to make as movies and which ones work better as streaming shows. And with the future of Star Wars, I thought that this is kind of an interesting thing to think about and where their head is at with this. So I'll read her quote mm -hmm. here. She said, I think your question is one of the most interesting ones facing many of us who are doing high-end premiere television because there are so many things we can do in streaming now where we do massive effects. We really increase the scale and size of these stories, and I certainly find myself personally looking at it. Well, what is that distinction that moves something onto the big screen versus the smaller screen? And it's usually the intimacy of the character-driven stories that you try to really push in the television space and then the spectacle that you can still preserve in the movie space. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, I feel like that does make sense, honestly. I mean, I, I think there's room for both in both mediums, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Whenever we went, and again, we kind of call back to this example um, a couple different times, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. But when we me and you went to that big IMAX or no, it was the Dolby cinema theater thing anyway. And we watch uh rise of Skywalker theater. Yeah. I, I will just say to me, I didn't walk out thinking that that was a great story. I thought I walked out and thought like, that was a spectacle. We would have left that movie probably in a completely different state of mind. Had we not went to the Dolby cinema, <laughs> but the right, Dolby cinema right was so bombastic exactly and our seats were just like vibrating when when palpatine <laughs> shoots off that uh, uh, that lightning pyre the lightning thing. you, you yeah. feel it in your bones it was literally shaking you. yeah it was and it's so like, awesome it created a whole extra level of immersion that we yeah. wouldn't have had if we went to the the classic amc down the road from us that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not even our our amc amc around here is classic is <laughs> It's it's so outdated. Yeah. They forced them to use the label classic AMC classic. They can't even yeah. call it an AMC. <laughs> so that should tell you something. That should right tell you there, something. Right? But but so but what I was getting at, yeah. just to finish that thought, was that like, you know, again, we were so pumped after Rise of Skywalker, but it was really because it was a spectacle, because it was so bombastic, because mm -hmm. it was so loud and action filled and amazing and all these different just like huge scale of events. But when we came out of it and we watched it again and, and we, we talked about, about it, it and, we're like, and we're like, wow, that really <laughs> wasn't great. It's, There's a lot of stuff. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess at the same time, I think, you know, I think there's obviously room for both. I think that Rise of Skywalker suffered because it didn't take its intimate storytelling uh, as, as much as it probably could have. But anyway, so I guess I guess I would say that, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy kind of hit, hit the nail on the head there as that. Uh, you know, whether it's for good or bad or indifferent, that's certainly the way they're taking it for Star Wars. You know, and I think I think it makes I think it makes sense, and I think that the perfect example of this and the way I think, if they want to do it, then the best way possible, is is uh, with the Dave Filoni movie, because you have TV series that can be a little more intimate if they want to mm -hmm. be. They can tell all these, but then it's going to lead up to an event that can be that spectacle of a movie, mm -hmm. but doesn't have to take time to necessarily sure. yeah. fill in all the, the, the pieces because the pieces are already filled it's in. It's already been done. Now you can yeah. say, well, but it needs to, a movie needs to be uh, singular and that you, people shouldn't have to have to go and watch everything else before it grow right. up. Just get over it. <laughs> or, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I get so tired of that. And if you are watching, if you go to the theater to watch star Wars, just, just 
watched all the Star Wars then. Yeah. And yeah. and like ninety eight percent of us are doing that. There's like that two percent they're gonna go watch <laughs> a, a movie because somebody else that's probably already a huge Star Wars fan invited right, them. Yeah. And they're gonna go and they're like, Oh, I'm lost. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. But that's on you, okay? <laughs> well, I will I, be the median voice well, well, there. Well, and well, say, well, hold on, I'm not done. Oh, because <laughs> no, what what happens is if there's if they're always so busy trying to to make everything accessible to the one percent, okay, it's going to <laughs> it's gonna it's uh -oh. going to cause uh, it, that's that's what I think that was one of the big issues with the sequel trilogy. Oh yeah, sure. One yeah. of the big issues with the they wanted every movie to be its they own thing. They wanted everything to be yeah. its own thing, and they wanted every, everything to be accessible and blah blah blah, and everybody to understand what's going on. And uh, the people who are super into Star Wars, they know what they're talking about. I mean, that's what that's the reason why the 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 fans of Star Wars get so heated, and and like there's <laughs> yeah. always all these arguments, and everybody say the Star Wars fans are kind of the worst because they all are so opinionated and everything. It's but but it's because they know everything. Well, true. They pay attention yeah. to all. They're of very it. passionate they're, about the subject matter, and there's already enough existing stuff yeah. out there that they already know those existing things. Right. So when now, you break that, and, and you don't know. get me wrong, you can still have accessible Star Wars, mm -hmm. okay? But that's what that's what the um, the uh, what's it called, the Dawn of the Jedi is for. Mm -hmm. That's going to be super accessible mm -hmm. because you don't have to know a thing. You don't have to know nothing. Yeah, you don't have to know anything at all. It's going to be completely new. Everything about it is going to be new. Exactly. But let the Filoni movie. Just be completely for the fans. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Let's not worry about the people who haven't been keeping up with the shows. <laughs> right. Just forget yeah. them, okay? Let's <laughs> Man, he's... I'm just, saying, one today. What? I'm just saying, there there should be room for both. I agree. I, I That's totally what agree. I'm getting down to. Yeah, I totally there, agree. Let's have accessibility in Star Wars for everybody to jump in on a new point and understand what's going on. But mm -hmm. let's also have something for the super fans but, like but, me who's reading every book, who's right. watching every show. Let me have something to fully yeah. enjoy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think that there's, again, kind of the median voice. Being, yeah, go I ahead. Think go ahead. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Anyway, no, but I was going to say, I think there's 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 got to be a balance between both of those things. And in times past, I think it's been way too far on the other side of, of accessibility that you kind of make it to a point where it's detrimental to the story, where you keep backtracking so much to make sure everybody inclusively knows within that movie what's going on that you can't further the story where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. So, but again... Again, I think it's because it's, it's it's super far on that side of accessibility. And I think you just need to really rein it in and maybe not go super far to the other side. Because, again, I would like that, too. But, again, I, I you say 98%, but I would say that there's probably a lot more people who are not like us. And some of our listeners who are dialed in and watched everything. Well, for instance, my boss, right? He loves Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And he constantly tries to talk to me about Star Wars. But he doesn't really keep up as much with with the show's. Um, as like I do. Yeah, what what you know has he watched? What do you mean? What shows have? Has well, he he keeps up with the new shows, but I'm saying like I'll. Well, then he's set. Well, yeah, I'm just saying like I'll have watched. Um, well, okay, so the season finale just came up. With season two of Mando. Mm -hmm. uh, up to this point, he hadn't watched any of the episodes yet, and uh, and I told him like, well, t tomorrow's the or the other day I said this week is the finale. He's like, oh, I'll have to hurry up and try to watch tomorrow real quick. You know. Yeah, and, and, and I get that, and. 
I know people who have said, oh, I'm just waiting for them all to come out before I, and that, before that too. I watch it. Yeah. And I get that, too. But as long as you do watch it, I guess, right? I but, mean, yeah, what, but know. if you watch it, um, you know, and when this comes out, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with having this movie be like, okay, this movie is for all of you who have been watching all of these new current shows. Mm-hmm. This is this is the the like almost like the thank you, okay, of being <laughs> yeah, 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 of, yeah. of keeping up yeah. with all of it, enjoying it. Now you can sit, co- come to your local theater, sit back and enjoy this spectacle this of spectacle, a movie. Yeah, um, we've already done the legwork. We've of done the all the legwork of, of getting you to yeah. appreciate and love all these characters. Yeah. Now just come sit back and watch the show and watch them unleash, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, all the craziness. I, I, I do agree with that. I do agree and, with that. And yeah. I and and I totally I'm being a little dramatic dramatic about it <laughs> because I do understand like from a from a marketing perspective, from a uh, writing perspective, everything you mm-hmm. do you always want something to be. The goal is always to have something for everyone that someone mm-hmm. can appreciate, even if they've never been a part of it. That's always mm-hmm. in anything. They always want that, right? Mm. Like, um, I mean, in any kind of genre, anything that has a, a continuous story, they still want you to be able to jump on from. I mean, yeah. how many times do you see see that in like anything that has like a saga or something? They'll be like, but this is a great jumping on point. Yeah, you know, yeah they always yeah, yeah. market it to where <laughs> yeah. you can. Yeah, and I, you know, yeah, you don't want to be so niche to your specific genre and to your specific story that no one can jump on. But I do agree that, that you, you also need to reward the people who have been faithful to what you've done too. So yeah, I mean, I, again, I think that that's where it comes in. It's like, you got to have that balance. And and when I say balance, it doesn't mean that every single movie has to be directly in the middle, because here's the thing. What's beautiful about star Wars is that there's three different uh, trilogies. And when you go to different people, right, depending on who they are, you know, their age or their background or what they're interested in, you know, you might introduce a person to Star Wars for the first time using different genre, or excuse me, different trilogies, right? Mm-hmm. If, if my dad, who already knows Star Wars, if my dad or, say, my grandpa or something like that would want to get into Star Wars for the first time, I, of course, would show them the original trilogy. And, you know, if I wanted to show my sister Star Wars, which, again, uh, she already knows because I like to think that all of my family's ingratiated to Star Wars to some degree because of me. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I would probably show her the the uh, sequel trilogy, right? And the list goes on. But yeah, well, so well, what I'm getting at is that you always want to have it to some degree where they can come in. Because here's the thing, sequel trilogy, yes, uh, it is dependent on what has come before, but you can still jump in and enjoy the sequel trilogy on its own. I mean, I mean that's debatable, I guess, to some people. But you get where I'm coming from. Well, hey, you know, I've said it, I've said it before on the podcast. But when I started dating, who is now my wife, mm-hmm. um, she had never seen any Star Wars, and I introduced her to Star Wars um, with The Force Awakens. It was mm-hmm. in theater. Yeah, and yeah. it was in theater while we were dating. So uh, that was her first Star Wars movie, and she thought it was really cool, and and it really piqued her interest. And she wanted to know more, and then we marathoned all of Star Wars um, from there. And now her favorite, I think she says her favorite is A New Hope. Um, nice. But uh, before that, you know, it was the new, you know, yeah. the new one, the modern, it probably the modernness of it, right? To... That that really piqued her interest, right? And then right. she learned to appreciate the entire saga, right? But yeah, when uh, when it comes to 
I, I, I think there is a, a really valuable thing to the sequel trilogy because some, uh, for example, like a, a young teenager, okay? Mm-hmm. You show, I mean, let's just be honest. If you show them a new hope, <laughs> right. they're going to be like, what is this old movie? Like, yeah. kids don't like to put up with old stuff, okay? Like, we, we I know, I know, we all cherish the original trilogy, and mm-hmm. we don't want to speak bad about it. And I think it's, you know, I absolutely <laughs> adore everything about the original trilogy. But a young teenager is going to look at it, and they're going to be like, I'm not, I don't want to watch this. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because well, it doesn't have that yeah. the shiny new look to <laughs> that modern movies have. Yeah. But you show them. Yeah. The Force Awakens. Yeah. And it can invest them and be like, oh, okay. And then you can go back and show them. So there is, I won't deny mm-hmm. the the uh, potential um, and importance of what the sequel trilogy can be. Which, and again, I think it harkens back to what I said earlier. I think the problem with the sequel trilogy for the hardcore fans, though, and, and overall for the most average enjoy, or watchers as well, is that, again, it tried so hard to be on the opposite end. It tried so hard to be inclusive. It tried so hard to be accessible mm-hmm. that it... It alienated it, the... It alienated the, the people who are actually yeah. Star Wars fans. Yeah. Anyway. And they killed Luke Skywalker in the middle yeah, of the well, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to get into that. We've been harping on this for a while, but yeah. yeah. Okay. One last thing. This one, has nothing to do with what our actual yeah, topic we, is. We, <laughs> we're, on a, we're on something today. Bro. I know. We're talking about like, oh, um, this going to be a shorter episode. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. We're, we're making sure to, to fill it in, huh? <laughs> Uh, one last thing I did want to mention about um, in that interview as well was that they did ask her um, about Obi-Wan Kenobi getting another season. And she went on to say that uh, right now there is not any anything going on for um, another season. Mm-hmm. But she did say uh, that maybe they end up incorporating him into some other stories mm-hmm. or eventually even a movie, she said. Hmm. Um, but she said right now uh, there's no plans for expansion, blah, blah, blah. But she definitely left the door open for more Obi-Wan in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And listen, we've harped on this so much, but I do just <laughs> want to say real quick that like with Kenobi, you know, you guys know our stance on the show. Um, there was some really bright moments, but there was also some really, ugh. And there's and unfortunately a little bit more, than, more of than, the, than, the, than the bright moments. <laughs> and so, you know, us being huge Kenobi fans mm. left that saying, I don't think we want another season. It's kind yeah. of the way we ended up feeling. Um, and I, I still think I... I still think I say that, that I don't necessarily know we need another season of Kenobi, mm-hmm. but I absolutely think we need more Ewan McGregor more, as more Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan yeah. in Star Wars. You know, okay? In whatever capacity. Yeah, and yeah. so that can be cameos. That I mean, there's there's ways you can do it, and yeah. I think absolutely do it. He wants to be in Star well, Wars. He even said it, yeah. He yeah. wants to be Obi-Wan. Let's figure it out, okay? Just <laughs> right, whatever you got to right. do to throw him in there. Right. Um, there are absolutely different ways to do it, and so I hope... That's the plan. I hope mm. they get him involved in in ways. Show him as a force ghost. Show him as a show him during um you know the I mean he could he could make an appearance during Andor. There's no reason why he couldn't. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's a perfect time time uh, for him to show up. But you know, at the same time, let Ewan Ewan continue to grow older, mm-hmm. and in another ten years, 
maybe would be a good time to do one more Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. You yeah. know, something like yeah. that where Older man you lead ben. him right up into A New Hope. Something yeah. like that yeah. where you could you could tell one more good story with with you and as Obi-Wan and and I think that could be something really special. Yeah. But I do think we can wait. Yeah. for that but we'll absolutely use them any way you can until then so. uh, i agree totally. okay let's move on yeah so anyway <laughs> this next one should probably not cause as much uh discussion <laughs> but we'll see <laughs> we'll see uh, you know hold on to your hip waiters folks uh, anyway so the i next did chug one. a big cup of mountain dew before i drank before i drank a big old cup of mountain dew before i got on this podcast so. <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> yeah so our second and actually last <laughs> See, we're, this is our last uh, uh, yeah, news so piece see, this we week, so just, he's just really making up. I was really just <laughs> throwing in some padding in yeah. there for you. So, second and last is Star Wars Tales of the Jedi Season 2 gets a release date window. So, last episode, uh, that or is the second to last episode that we did, um, we had uh, kind of in length d- discussed Star Wars Tales of the Jedi getting a Season 2, because that was one of the announcements we got at Celebration, but... Um, one thing that did not happen during that uh, panel and all that stuff that they were, you know, I think is the Lucas Film Showcase or whatever it was, I don't remember. Um, point, point I'm trying to get at is that whenever they announced the second season, they did not actually tell us the uh, tell us the release date or any kind of window for that, which was kind of funny. But um, shortly thereafter, a uh, press release was issued by Lucasfilm recapping um, kind of the whole celebration 2023 and just, you know, all the announcements. And they just kind of recapping it. And within that, uh, they then kind of gave us this uh, release window. And it just says that Tales of the Jedi Season 2 is currently in production and is set to release in 2024. Um, so, yeah, it is kind of funny that they didn't tell us within the actual announcement, but it was like in some <laughs> recap later on. But anyway. Yeah, apparently it was just like in the Lucasfilm press release later that mm-hmm. they did it. And so, uh, yeah, in 2024, which does start to give us, uh, again, kind of an image of what to expect next year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're getting second season of Andor, um, the third season, third and final season of Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. We're getting the Acolyte. And now we know we're getting Tales of the Jedi mm-hmm. season two. And I would say that pretty much is beginning to wrap up probably what we're getting for mm-hmm. next year. Like we're yeah. really, and, and, and that's actually super awesome because for a long time now, we've really speculated what's coming in, in any s- certain year. Right. Um, and so now we're finally starting to like get an idea because uh, supposedly skeleton crew is still coming out this year so yeah true um if anyone was thinking well what about skeleton crew supposedly it's still coming out this year Mm -hmm. i still kind of wonder i mean i guess maybe it's gonna be a late late fall november december release most likely right right um but then yeah so that sets us up with kind of 2024 of andor bad batch Mm -hmm. acolyte and tales of the jedi yeah, and really, I don't think that's too bad. I mean, yeah, you... no, really, it doesn't have some. In my opinion, other than maybe Andor, like it doesn't have like a bunch of heavy hitters like we've got like this year or whatever. But well, I think the Acolyte is going to be the biggest. Well, hitter true, of, true, 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 of of twenty twenty four. Yeah, because I guess this year, I mean, it's like the biggest hitters of Mando and Ahsoka. I mean, you know, Skeleton Crew. You know, one can. We don't know. We don't really know yet, right? Like, so I guess we, there was we like, know so little about Skeleton Crew true. still. Yeah, and and I mean, they haven't really showed that much of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would say the Acolyte is the big one next year. Mm. Andor, of course, uh, 
Andor will be big. Don't get me wrong. People yeah. are people loved it, and so I think people are gonna be excited. But I think that that Acolyte just has that potential to be something so new and exciting to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see if it if it pulls it off. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I was going to say that you know the first couple of, uh, first episode premiered in October of 2022 for season one of Tales of the Jedi, um, and it is currently in production for season two, which is kind of you know relatively early in 2023. So so just out of curiosity. Uh, for those who are listening, you know, let us know in the comments when you think that uh, season two is going to drop. Is it going to be kind of like early in Q1 of uh, 2024, you know, or maybe it's going to be a little bit later. Love to know your thoughts. So let's move on. Yeah. So we're going to jump into our rumors and we're going to kind of stick with uh, talking about some Andor as uh, Andor season two seem appears to be filming in Winspit Quarry, Dorset. And uh, that is the same location that mm. they filmed Saw Gerrera's base. Yeah. So uh, that appears to basically confirm that we will have more Saw Gerrera, which yeah. should be no surprise yeah, to anyone. Surprise um, <laughs> yeah. As we know what happens in Rogue One and what we have seen in season one of Andor, it only right. makes sense we're going to have more Saw Gerrera probably play a more pivotal role mm-hmm. in season two. And I, you know, I think there's a lot of potential there, of course, a lot of exciting things that can happen. Yeah. Um, and as we've said many times, we do believe that with the season two of Andor, we're going to continue to see um, a lot of familiar uh, things that maybe we didn't see a lot of in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I did want to mention, because I don't think we've talked about this, but uh, surprisingly, with no real um, fanfare in the press release for Lucas film mm-hmm. they also kind of casually threw out there the uh andy circus returning yeah. in season <laughs> yeah, two yeah yeah um, that's true that's a good point i i uh, i'm not gonna say like for sure he's survived it could they could be throwing his name in there because he was just in the first season mm-hmm. maybe they show a quick scene flashback or something from their escape from or their something. escape and yeah. so he had to be included yeah you know i'm not gonna go ahead and be like confirmed Andy Serkis <gasps> survived. is survived uh, and he's going to be yeah but I mean I think we all hope there is that big oh, moment sure. reveal that he did survive because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think he's a great all, character he was man. a great yeah, character yeah. we want to see that he made it you know it's going to be <laughs> yeah. one of those like pump your fist moments you yeah. know um so anyway it, but if it was if that is the case it's really surprising that they just uh revealed it in this press <laughs> release random yeah because yeah. it, it could have been one of those cool like exciting uh teases or, or yeah. surprises i mean but you know whatever <laughs> yeah whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> all right so our second and last rumor for this week is kind of like the first one in the sense that it's not really that surprising uh but this rumor is that lars mickelson hints that there could be a big story reveal at the end of the ahsoka series again uh, as we've talked about we know that these um we know that these uh how should i say uh like series is right on Disney plus it's really leading up to a big culmination of some uh, kind of event. at which point we thought was a series event series, but is now event movie. But we, so we know that there's a big, a lot of stuff going on again. I don't think it's really that surprising that there's supposedly a big story reveal at the end of Ahsoka, because I think that Ahsoka is definitely one of those um, series that is going to contain a lot of big stuff. Um, you know, obviously it's kind of the resolution 
supposedly, I guess we'll see, of uh, Rebels and that storyline and kind of the cliffhanger that we got on the last season of Rebels. Um, it's kind of the continuation, possibly resolution of that. So I, again, I don't think it's that surprising, but Drew, was there any more context to his statement? Okay, yeah, so he he said that, um, you know, he was talking, he was actually praising Dave Filoni's writing for the series. Mm. He said his writing is very good. It's very strong. Um, and he says, you will probably not know totally know what it's all about until the last scene. Ah. Um, which, if anyone you know has paid any attention to Thrawn, you'll know that the thing with Thrawn is he's always uh, the smartest guy in the room. He's mm-hmm. always got a plan and a, and a plan on top of that and a couple secret plans on top of those plans. And the kind of the thing about him is that you think you always think this is what he's doing, right. but then surprise, he was doing this all along. Right. And so, no doubt, whatever his his big reveal is, is and stuff on Ahsoka is, there there will probably be that moment where you're like, surprise, this is what I've re- uh, I'm really, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. because yeah, yeah. that's what he does. He's he's a, a, a strategic mastermind. Well, and it's kind of like, again, it would be interesting if they used the show to, like, thematically illustrate his mind in a way Mm -hmm. that again he is throwing out all these strings right Mm -hmm. and they all seem very random and so all of a sudden he pulls all the strings at once and it comes to a conjoined knot at the end you know snagging his prey you know Mm -hmm. whatever and it would be interesting that you know hey you know throughout the show it's kind of the same way like as you said like we don't don't know what his plans are and it's going to seem kind of like random and so at the very end he pulls all the threads and then there's the big reveal, you know, so it, it, it does make sense. And again, as I said earlier, I don't know that it's that surprising, um, you know, as, as in terms of putting it as a rumor, I think it's mm-hmm. pretty um, expected, but anyway. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Timothy uh, Zahn wrote the mm-hmm. character. He's the one who, who wrote the character of Thrawn and has wrote uh, all the books that included Thrawn. And uh, it is, very reassuring to hear that uh, Dave Filoni did consult with yeah with Timothy Zahn yeah um to uh, about the Thrawn character and so I think that that's really reassuring mm-hmm. to know that the guy who created him and is essentially the mind of Thrawn <laughs> right. is uh is yeah. has been consulted and has been a part of this process and that yeah, really excites me yeah and makes me think we're gonna see a very authentic thrawn in live action so So if you're familiar with him in the books get excited yeah and if you uh, are not familiar with him yet still get excited still get excited but also maybe give the books a chance yeah absolutely there are canon thrawn books there are also the legend ones um but if you want to know his canon backstory there are uh like six six of them that you could read so yeah for sure Good, a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. From what I heard, anyway. <laughs> Not much a reader, but you know, hey, you are. Uh, so, yeah, um, we're going to let's go ahead and just jump straight into our discussion and, okay. our, and our review. Let's just jump right gotcha. into it. Um, if you want to lead us off on that. Yeah. So, um, kind of just conjoin it together. Um, so, obviously, today our big main topic is, of course, to go over the Mandalorian season three finale, which is episode eight or chapter 24 called 
the return. Um, we're going to go ahead, obviously, and for our discussion and our topic especially, we're going to go ahead and just say big old spoiler alert. Um, stop here if you have not watched it or if you don't want to know. Um, if you don't care, just continue on listening. And if you haven't, uh, you know, if you haven't watched it, come on back after you watch it. Anyway. So I just always like to say that because, you know, I hate to just rip off the Band-Aid and say all these spoilers and then we're like, oh, you didn't say anything. So anyway, so our, our community discussion today actually does, uh, I just tied it directly into this because it's such a big event, it's a, it's a serious finale. Um, I did go ahead and ask you guys um, what you thought about it. Let me go ahead and get my specific stuff up here. I had asked, uh, now that we have seen the finale of Mandalorian Season 3, what are your thoughts on the episode and the season as a whole? And second, kind of second part to this question is now that the season has ended, what do you think of the se- where the series will go? Uh, do you think it's coming back strong for season four or more of a focus on the other upcoming series? And uh, we have some very passionate answers today, which I respect. Um, so let's go ahead and start off with Mr. Alex Mason. He says the finale was great. The combat was awesome. The season as a whole, um, I was pretty disappointed in. I, was, I wasn't excited to watch it every week. I actually had to catch up to watch last week's episode. Honestly, if anyone asked me, I would say that you only have to watch uh, episodes 2, 7, and 8 to know what happened this season. Don't get, me, uh, don't get me started on my aggravation with the cameos. I love Jack Black, but it was an immediate disconnect from Star Wars once all that happened. All in all, I think you can tell that they haven't focused on this as much as they uh, are with other projects, and it is disappointing. I would rather have waited longer for the season than watch some of the episodes that we got. As far as the series as a whole, unfortunately, I feel like they have put Din in such a position to be a side cameo character by this point. Um, I don't see a big need for a season until the next, or to the, excuse me, into the event movie. Um, I mean, unless they pull us somehow Gideon Return junk, <laughs> which they kind of did, right? Um, <laughs> Only if it's announced in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's not talk about that. Um, I love The Mandalorian and what it has got us to, but I don't know if I want to see another season like we just had. If only three to four episodes of the season are going to be vitally important and good, then just make the season for 50, 50-ish minutes episodes and call it. Sorry this was long, just had some thoughts about it, obviously. And Alex, totally fine. Again, it's a season finale. It's okay to have some thoughts. Do not apologize. We love it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anthony James Johnson says, The action for the last two episodes was top tier, but everything resolved too neatly for me. There wasn't enough struggle or suspense, and I felt like everything happened because this next thing needed to happen. It didn't feel organic. And Anthony... Um, I totally agree with you, and we'll get more into our thoughts a little bit later, but I think that's a great observation that I personally share. All completely valid so far, yeah. what everyone's saying. Uh, Corey Allen Wise says, I love this episode. It kept me on the edge of my seat. Masterful Din shined once again and showed why he's the best at what he does, which I completely agree. The, the combat, yes. phenomenal in this episode, yes. especially from Din, obviously. Yeah, um, for sure. However, I am disappointed and not seeing a build-up to the Ahsoka series, no General Thrawn, and the Mythosaur was just a tease. Kind of disappointing, but overall, all I all I give the season is a 3, a B+. The last two episodes made up for the rest, and it was good to see Grogu use the Force, save Bo and Dim, and help fight great episode. I would just like to say I like that uh, Corey has his own rating system here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Corey, I, I, would like to, I would like to know how you evaluate it. I'm very curious. <laughs> no, but again, Corey sharing yeah. a lot of our same thoughts Good points, here. good points. Uh-oh, and here comes little Grace Bowen, mm. Shields Gill, 
Luann Stevenson, uh, which is, of course... <laughs> That's my sister. Yeah, it's not her full name. I was just making that up. My baby sister. Um, she is not a fan at all Uh-oh. in her words. Honestly, at this point, I feel like the first season was great storytelling. Second season grew the story as well as playing towards the fandom. This season has nothing. Uh-oh, nothing. The quote-unquote growing story seems mm-hmm. like something that could have been resolved in at the most a three-episode arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's even stretching it. If they have, or excuse me, if they are moving from Din, go ahead, but make it a bit more seamless. I feel like they have just forgotten all of Din's growth and completely forgot the whole Luke training with Grogu. I expected to see more. Star Wars, uh, excuse me, Star Wars shows, I feel, are just coasting on the fact that it is quote-unquote Star Wars, and they know their fans will watch it no matter what, giving no incentive to give a great story, which I find a waste. Rant over. Grace is very passionate. (laughs) And Alex agrees with her, too. Alex Mason agrees with her. Uh, He says, thank you. Coasting is a good way to put it in your right. It is a waste. Mm. Last but not least, Mark Hetherington, please forgive me if that is not how you pronounce it. He says, it was a very different to the previous two, and I didn't think it was a it was as good, but still enjoyed and had some great moments. Looking forward to where it goes next. So, first of all, thank you everybody for commenting. Yes, we you. absolutely love your interaction. But let's just go ahead and jump straight into our thoughts. Let's and again, I think we all are on in. the same I was say, here's page the, here. Yeah, right? yeah, here's the thing. Everything everybody just said it's kind of our thoughts already. Is, right? is yeah. I mean they're, they're right on the money, but that's but to say all of it's right is somewhat conflicting, right? Mm-hmm. But but yeah. but it is, and yeah. so and that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now is I am so conflicted. Yeah, uh, because I I enjoyed so much about this episode. Yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I. I really enjoyed the action that we got in this episode. Some of the best, mm-hmm. some of the best we've gotten with oh, Mando yeah. showing yeah, what Mando is capable of, uh, which sometimes I feel like we don't get to see enough of that. Right. And uh, he really shined in this episode. Um, and we got some great Grogu moments. Oh yeah. And so I was really hoping to see him a little bit more combatant with his sure, force abilities, but sure. you know, yeah, well, for a while I was like, "Do you not remember how to use the force? What's Did going on?" Did you not on? train with him for two yeah, years? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so we we know now that's not the case. That oh, was really? misspoken. Okay. Okay, it's, okay, it's, okay. It wasn't two years, but anyways, we can get into that at some other time. Yeah. Well. Um. But uh, but yeah, it's like so the, there was some really great moments. I love. I absolutely adored the the. Uh, the the qui-gon uh shields okay yeah, yeah that's what, like the phantom menace callback yeah, there yeah where they had the shields and there was enemies in each portion of it and He's Mando like systematically like systematically next going shield, through next, next shield, shield and yeah. going through and just wiping them out <laughs> taking their stuff going into the next <sighs> so one so good wow it was great that was may, really great. may go down as one of my favorite star wars scenes like fight scenes yeah like yeah, fight scenes yeah, like probably yeah. in my top 10 yeah. like it was really really phenomenal just cool yeah. and it just it it would it classically showed like why Mando is just he's Mando like he, yeah he's on another level yeah and they just don't get to show that enough mm-hmm. um I had chills the whole time I loved it yeah and 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 I loved the fight with him and uh, Grogu against the Praetorians mm-hmm. that was cool too and seeing like Grogu 
yes, we didn't see Grogu like do much fighting, but he was using the force to assist. Yeah, it was like pulling their weapons away, pulling or weapons pushing away. them towards him. Yeah, yeah stuff yeah, like yeah. that, which was really cool to see yeah, and yeah. see like them working together in that in that way. Right, and, and I think it's a, a precursor, right, as to him mm-hmm. now, um, you know, taking him on as his apprentice, and and they're yeah. taking on more missions together as a group. It's not just like, well, he's tagging along and he has to protect it. Like, no, now Grogu's his apprentice. And, uh, you know, they're going to be, again, it just seemed like a precursor to see how they're going to fight together, you know, right. which I thought that was, that was pretty neat. You right. Know? Um, so, so yeah, I liked a lot of that. Um, but looking on towards the more negative side, yeah. uh, I, no matter how good this episode was, and I think there was a lot of good, mm-hmm. it, I just can't help, but uh, still think though, that this season was, so not really needed not yeah. uh, not all of it yeah there, you know there was there kind of like i think grace said there was like you know you could have done this in like three episodes and told yeah. the the story that needed to be told and and i think some of that goes back to the fact that i think like favreau loves a good monster of the week story and yeah and and i think i don't I would be curious to know how much Filoni was even involved mm, in this season. I agree. I yeah. don't think he was very involved. I think he's been focused on Ahsoka. And I think, and I do wonder if, is that the difference? It, it is makes that you wonder. The, is well, that the difference between this season and the other seasons? Because something something about this season, lacking, right? it feels like something's missing. Okay, right? so so well, I will just throw this in here real quick and just to supplement what you're saying, is that we I shared a clip with you um, and I, some of you may have seen this. It was an interview with John Favreau and Dave Filoni sitting together, mm-hmm. and is talking about. Sorry, hit the mic. Um, talking to some interviewer, and basically, uh, I can't remember the exact wordage and the exact context, but it was talking about the Ahsoka series. And I was talking about Sabine Wren and how she uh, was wielding a lightsaber and stuff. And basically, what the interviewer had insinuated was that Sabine Wren was a Jedi because she was wielding a lightsaber and John Favreau agreed with him. And mm. then all of a sudden Dave Filoni was like, well, yeah, the, that's yeah, not in, yeah. the case. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know, because, you know, a, a Jedi has to follow the order and be inducted. And, and it's not just because, I, and then John was like, yeah, yeah, well, that's true. And he's like, what about this? And he's like, well, da, da, da. And, and he's like, and then the joke of the video was like, oh, well, this is what we do all the time. And this is our job or whatever. But so, yeah, what you said makes sense. Like, what if he was Filoni, who was really the brains behind the Star Wars lore and, and bringing that flesh to, like, mm-hmm. you know, say, season two. Um, what if he's focusing more on Ahsoka series and that's his baby, his, you know, his 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 thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, if we if we look at this episode, the goal was now that it's finished. Clearly, the story was to unite the Mandalorians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is obviously it was the goal it was to set up um Bo-Katan being the their their new leader mm-hmm. and basically Mando was used as i guess a kind of just like the person you followed through that story mm-hmm. but it this this season was not necessarily really about Mando no, right no um, well, the whole the whole point of this of the season was about the unity of the mm-hmm. Mandalorians, and again, kind of echoed in the final battle scene was yeah. it wasn't just Bo-Katan that could take him down. It wasn't just Mando right. that could right. take him down. It was all of them together, you know. Yeah, but what what is 
weird about this season and why I still am kind of conflicted, even about the last episode is, mm-hmm. you know, we went this whole, this whole season and it didn't feel that connected to what we had been exactly uh, dealing with before in, in previous seasons yeah. until all of a sudden the last two episodes are in- incredibly <laughs> right. tied into what had happened right. before. Right. 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 And Malcolm Gideon's back and it actually, it wraps up everything. Everything. The yeah. last, well, those last two episodes wrapped up everything that Mando has been leading up to. Yeah, Anthony James done. Johnson said it perfectly. He said everything resolved too neatly Everything resolved. For me. Yeah. yeah it, it's all resolved and yeah. it's just like, oh, these last two episodes wrapped it all up and it's done. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this whole <laughs> season, it felt like a means to an end, right? It felt uh-huh. like, hey, uh, we have to get ready for this event and get ready for the Ahsoka series. And basically what we need is for the Mandalorians to be united to come against Thrawn. So there's your idea. Use that to create season but what's, three. But what's weird you know? about, and, and, and why I, I think they absolutely were thinking that, but what's weird is like, I think there's going to be another season of the Mandalorian before we get the movie. I think so too. So yeah. where's that going to go? What does right? that mean exactly? Yeah. Is it going to go back to kind of the first season where you are going to just, you're going to just go on adventures with Mando and Grogu because mm-hmm. they're going to be part of the, like doing like bounty stuff for the new Republic. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just go on a monster of the week stories and it's not as yeah. vital to the overall narrative. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if that's kind of what they're hoping to do. Uh, but because because the story that has been told is finished. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Here's the thing: whatever comes next, right? Unless it's just th- completely throw away episodes. Really, it's basically you're gonna have to set up a new story. But how are you gonna do that? Because we already know. Again, we're going to the Ahsoka series, which is eventually going to lead into this event movie. We it's already set up to lead into that. Yeah. So and, what's the point of a fourth season? Like, what do you do? And I do? think the other thing that's a little frustrating is they have trained us to a to. Th- They've trained us so far to think that all of these series connect and they and they uh, support what comes next. Yeah. Right. Book of Boba Fett was so integrated into the Mandalorian that and and I had to essentially kind of defend that because I said, well, but they're (laughs) they're wanting it to be that way and blah, blah, blah. It's just not marketed that way. But then you have this season and they kind of do the opposite. They didn't really do much about the fact that we're getting Ahsoka. Right. Um, they didn't tie like well, like I can't remember who other said than, it. Other than other than the Shadow Council having a discussion about Thrawn's return. That's it. But that really was it. Yeah. And and that wasn't really much when you when they've kind of trained us to assume that these series are all going to be closely entwined. Right. Right. Yeah. But really this one wasn't. And and honestly it was a cute little ending for Mando and Grogu. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. they actually kind of got a great little ending, yeah. and so now it's like, well, they got a, their own little place. They have they're this little family, and it's like so. It's it's almost like should it be done? You know, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, are yeah. we so are we going to disrupt that now? When you kind of ended, I don't know, man. It it was felt so weird in the ending. The ending, like in a, it, it just it was. Uh, the ending was odd to me. It's shown them at their little home and he's playing with the frog and it like does the like goes into the circle, like yeah. zooms in and then yeah. it, and then it's gone. There's no after credits to I, tease anything. Yeah, I, I, I literally, several people are saying like, oh, it was after credit scene, it was after credit scene. And I'm like, I sat through the whole thing and there was like, ain't no, 
after and it's just uh and i think that i think the whole like the weird zoom in thing i think that was like a little callback when he remember he was training with luke what he kept using the force for was to get the frogs so he could eat them and that that was kind of like a a thing like hey look at him now he's he's grown and now he's uh as we saw through episode seven and eight where he's like using it to yeah. non-conflict type yeah thing. but you know what's baffling about that is that was in the book of boba fett so it wasn't even right. in the Mando <laughs> right, seasons. Right, so, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. It, I, 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 I understand. It's, it's so, it's like every time I feel like I've got them figured out and like what they're trying to do, they do something completely different. I'm like, I don't get it anymore. I don't get what they're trying to do. <laughs> I know. And, I, I completely agree. You know, and, and, and that's kind of why I had that follow-up question is like, you know, where do you think this series is going to go? You know, like why, you know, and I, I, I think from our answers, like no one really knows, you know, and I think that's how would we know? thought. Well, how would we know? How right, would we know? But... They didn't give us any other than all we know is Mando gets to live on Navarro and he's doing bounties with the new, Republic. Uh, with the new Republic. Yeah. And that to me, that sets up the opportunity to do a bunch of one-off episodes, adventures with Mando. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sets up for me. I do think that in the bigger picture, when it comes time to deal with Thrawn, mm-hmm. the New Republic are gonna go. We know a guy who can help. Right. That type of scenario. I yeah. think eventually that's what that leads to. And of course, Ahsoka knows him. There's gonna be multiple people that know of him, right? And they're gonna be able to call so him. It's in. not just so like, well, why is he showing? Because Mando's you know? gonna be there to help, obviously, when it comes down to it, when it when the time comes. Right. Um, and I think that him being a part of the New Republic now, or well, helping with helping the New Republic mm. to a degree. I guess they're like not supposed <laughs> to be doing it. Pro but, bono, yeah. case by case yeah. basis. Right? But I think um, that's just kind of getting him more in with that group. So it's more natural when the time comes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, that's all that we know. Yeah. And and I think it was just uh, it was just interesting. But I do want to kind of go kind of through the episode a little bit. I don't think we need to go through every single thing, but yeah. Um, yeah, because our movie starts in five minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta go. We're gonna we're about to go watch that D and D movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we need to hurry. But I do want to. Uh, one thing I want to mention. Um, you know, we talked about the the shields thing, which was just fantastic. One of my favorite parts. And the shot, the shot when he grabs the the shock baton, mm. and he, and the shield yeah. at the same time. He's sitting there. I was like, that That's is so a sick good. image right there. So good. Like, there's gonna be a Funko Pop of that. No doubt. <laughs> That's, yeah, most likely. <laughs> um, but uh, and 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 then R five getting his moment right. With oh the, yeah. And um, and then when the little mouse droid comes and sets the alarm hilarious. and then it leaves yeah. and it comes back with a bunch <laughs> of them <laughs> and they're like all just like them. running into them. <laughs> so that funny. was Star Wars gold right See, there. Comedic that's, gold. That's how you do Star Wars comedy for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That was just so no. good. That was, that was top of the line Star Wars comedy <laughs> right there. Um, Love it. But, uh, it, so, this, this is another one of the things that just absolutely baffled me about all this. So, they've been talking about cloning. They've been mm-hmm. talking about um, all this cloning stuff and about needing Grogu for some special thing. And we've talked about it and we've talked about how they're teasing the sequel trilogy and how they were um, talking about Palpatine and blah, blah, blah. But guess what? They weren't. Mm-hmm. It was never 
It was right. all it was all about Gideon the whole time. <laughs> right. And, and right, to take right. it even one step further, not only was it all about Gideon, but then they show the clones in this and they die within like a minute. They're mm -hmm. all gone. They don't even yeah, use they don't them. even do anything with. They don't them. even do yeah. anything. Yeah, and that like I, I, I was remember like, what? I, I'm yeah, right after right after I had got done watching, which was like a little bit after you had got done watching it. Um, you know, I I had I had kind of like commented to you some of my because I do want to say I do wonder if the the army that he was using was potentially Gideon clones. Uh, yeah. The, well, they didn't emphasize that. They didn't. They, they didn't never showed them. But I mean, I just wondered. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm trying to find what I had said to you. And then were the the clones in the hallway? Were those the only ones? Were there more? Was the Gideon that he fights? Was he a clone? Uh, well, exactly, exactly. Well, because Alex Mason said if they bring it, like, well, somehow he returned. Like, well, what if it was there's a clone? There's actually, you know? a, there's, there's. I mean, they could go so many ways with that if they wanted to. I hope they don't. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, I, I agree too. You know, again, they. I feel like they just had so many loose end threads that they just like, okay, we just got to tie all this up. But it, you well, know? yeah. But what's it's it's a little frustrating to me because all this time we thought it was leading to the sequel trilogy, mm -hmm. and then it wasn't. To, yeah. But why why not? Because because the the clone idea didn't do well, anything. And they didn't I fall think, through. With I any think of it. here's the thing. I think we're not seeing the whole picture because they didn't really tell us that there was the whole picture. But I think that yeah. I mean, I think it does lead into what Palpatine does well, i just think that like here's the thing as we can see from the shadow council right i think that um gideon is clearly on his own tangent like he doesn't care about thrawn he doesn't care about anything else he wants to be the leader mm -hmm. so i think he took this this uh project uh, necromancer, necromancer and tied it into what he wanted so i guess maybe what they're doing just to just give them some defense here maybe what they're doing is just trying to show you a glimpse of what it's capable of later on but i mean to to an to a degree, yes. But what I'm saying is, is why couldn't it have been about Project Necromancer? Mm. Why did they have to make it about Gideon? Who, which yeah. then they didn't even utilize that. Well, and this is this is what I texted you, and I'm remembering it now. What I texted you was I was so frustrated about was the fact that you looked at these clones, and there's tons of them, and they're fully formed. They look exactly like he does, and the way he was talking was as if they were already had force sensitivity. They could use the force. They were ready to go. All he had to do was press the big red button and release them from their cages, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But flash forward to the sequel trilogy, which is later on, like decades later on, right, um, from what we're at right now in Mando. And it insinuates in this movie, in the sequel trilogy movies, that, that Palpatine never perfected it. Like you could see, even in his form um, in Rise of Skywalker, is that he's like decrepit and rotting and has all these machines to help him even survive. Um, and again, I think it's just so funny because... I'm like, what? Where did that come from, right? Yeah. Because like, how how did they quantify two decades almost before the events of Rise of Skywalker that all of a sudden Project Necromancer was like perfected, and that somehow Palpatine, who's over everything, doesn't have it? It, it was a weird and I, thing. And I understand, like, we got to stretch this out, right? Like, we got 25, like 25 more years to go, or I don't yeah, know, something like that. Yeah. Something before before we get to the sequel trilogy. So like it's gotta take a while to get this stuff done. Yeah. So they can't have like already figured it out and blah blah blah. But I just thought that it was it was weird that they, they had that and he, and he mentioned them being like force sensitive, but again, like were mm -hmm. they really? Because we don't see that. Well we yeah. don't see that they yeah. were force sensitive. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It was very strange. Um so uh to jump forward a little bit, we get to the point where just kind of a, a moment. I, another moment I really appreciated was uh, when the the Praetorians all 
uh, attack Grogu because Grogu comes in. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they go and attack him. And Grogu jumps out of the IG-12 and he's jumping along like at the light. Yeah. And he's laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just, Grogu's so crazy. He's like, Grogu's insane. Just, yeah, like, <laughs> he's Grogu, literally insane. Grogu's just like this insane <laughs> little dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's getting attacked by three Praetorian guards and he's laughing about mm-hmm. it. But, um, I was, and again, I said it earlier, but I was really hoping that we would see him uh, do a little bit mm-hmm. more, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, yeah. and, and use it offensively, which again, you could want, one could speculate, well, he trained with Luke and Luke said, you know, that one of the tenets is that you, you know, you should not be using the force for fighting, right. For offense or whatever, but still come on, come on. Yeah. Anyway. But then, uh, you know, of course, Mando just destroys the Praetorian guards, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, so cool to see after he's already fought a bunch of people, by the way. So mm, like, yeah. you know, he's on, again, he's just on another level. And I loved it that they just showed him that way too. This time yeah. they're like, just go full blown, show how amazing he can be. Um, and, uh, you know, they, 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 I'm going to skip through this, but they, they, you know, they fight Moff Gideon. And the, the big thing about the, the fight, honestly, is that, and within that, the dark saber is destroyed, mm-hmm. which I get. Yeah. I I understand what they're doing. I mixed feelings about that. it. Was yeah. it was symbolic, mm-hmm. right? Totally symbolic moment. Yeah. Um, and I understand what they were trying to portray, but to be honest, it bothered me. It felt like the last of the Jedi, last Jedi again, where yeah. they destroyed an iconic weapon. They intentionally for did shocking, f- shocking for the shock effect for the sim, sim- the symbolism behind it. Yeah, but. It's like, man, that that dark saber's been around for a long time, uh, um, into the old republic. And now, you know and now you're gonna fix it with a brown strap around it or something. And and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's coming back. Yeah, it's gonna have some quirk to it, but it's gonna. I yeah. mean, she's gonna still use it. Like they're gonna, you know what I mean? They're <laughs> yeah. going to. Yeah, yeah. But it's like probably just sell more more toys. They're like, we gotta have a new design for this thing so we can sell more toys. Yeah, probably. But uh, so that was kind of weird. But then you know, Grogu. And a callback to the first season uses this force shield to, mm. to that was cool. protect that them was in the flames cool. to a whole bigger yeah. degree, right? Yeah, which was a beautiful moment to just again, as always, Grogu is amazing. He's he's just <laughs> yeah. he's awesome. Um, yeah, he'll always be awesome. And so you know, Gideon is is gone. Uh, they go to show Ragnar being inducted into the Mandalorian way. Yeah, and Mando asks if Grogu can be. Inducted as well, and the armor is like, well, he can't speak. He yeah. can't take the creed. He can't say the creed. And uh, and Grogu's like, oh. <laughs> and uh, Dude, I was I was just I was waiting then, for something to happen to him start speaking. I was waiting I was for him waiting to just say that. something right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then they basically, man, uh, Mando's like, well, I'll give him parent parental permission, so he adopts him right then yeah. and there. And I'm like, oh, it's it's um, it's uh. Grogu Jaren, and then they're like yeah. Din Grogu. I'm like, wait, what? Wait a second. <laughs> These naming wait, conventions are like, way off. <laughs> hold on, what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so that doesn't make any sense. So I'm not ever going to go into all that because, but just just so we're clear though, like everybody else uses the last name as the. So I don't know. I I don't understand if I guess yeah. for whatever reason Din is the clan name. I guess so. Or the house name or whatever you want to yeah. call it, right? But everybody else's is, is the last part of yeah, the it's, name. Yeah, it's so, a, kind of inconsistent So, I don't, so yeah. I don't really know what was going on there. But anyways, it's Din Djarin and Din Grogu. Yeah. So <laughs> well, uh, that's, what, well, that's what it is. Because I even said out loud, I was like, oh, Grogu Jaren. And then they're like, Din Grogu. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait uh, a second. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
And yes, they do dig, take a deep dive and show us the mythosaur one more time. Again, that again, complete tease. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I was really expecting it to come up like at that last ceremony, yeah, so uh, that all of them could technically take their helmets they, off, right? It's they like, obviously were showing um, Grogu sensed it, right? Yeah. You could tell Grogu. Yeah. Has had, had a connection with it, you could tell in that moment, yeah, because Grogu kind of like felt it and went and looked down, and then it like kind of opened its, its eyes, eyes again and was yeah. like it could sense each other, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> again, it was totally a tease for, I guess, something in the future, yeah, we'll see. Maybe the movie, maybe the movie is True. when True. is when they, they'll bring that into play for the big battle, you know, that event who knows? is inevitably going to happen. And who knows that some um, of these other series is don't tie back to Mando again, yeah. like. I mean, Boba Fett did, I guess. I don't know. Who, yeah. Who knows, right? Who knows? Nobody knows. No one knows. And Literally no, no one knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then, you know, he gets, Mando gets asked to join or help out the New Republic. Or actually, he kind of asks about it. But mm. and then he goes to his little new home. IG-11 becomes a marshal of Navarro. And then he's going to live there and do his little bounty stuff. And and it's it's a little little storybook ending really. yeah it's just neatly wrapped um, up you know and yeah. i just felt weird about it i didn't feel super satisfied <laughs> yeah. again i enjoyed a lot about the episode which is I funny did. again john favreau saying like episode eight people are gonna be upstanding clapping and they're yeah, gonna yeah, feel yeah. so uh, resolved yeah, you know it's like yeah. where and i was like i couldn't i mean i was sitting there thinking so is 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 the story done yeah because yeah. but we know it's not we know there's there's a, a movie coming, and we know Mando's going to be involved, mm-hmm. and we know there's uh, season four of The Mandalorian. Being uh, uh, Favreau said that the scripts are done. Mm, yeah, Favreau said the scripts are done for season four. Yeah. So, so here's the big question: Is season four going to continue with Din Djarin? Are they finally going to uh, switch who the Mandalorian is? And I yeah. think that's the big question because this felt like a uh, uh, this felt like the ending, the conclusion, the conclusion yeah. of yeah. the story of Din Djarin and Grogu. Will we see them more? Absolutely. Yeah. But as far as the focus, this felt like the ending of their story. I mean, if you're gonna see them, it's gonna be like a cameo. They're gonna be the side characters that happen to be in the episode. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But if they do season four, that they're gonna essentially gonna have to open up a whole new story. Maybe they jump forward in time quite a bit. That's always a possibility. Yeah. And that's what and I then, we we had talked about. And I think yeah. that kind of really needs to be the case if mm. we're going to tell if season four is going to continue the story of mando and grogu i think we're going to have to have needed some time mm-hmm. to where they've kind of just been doing a peaceful their their own thing yeah maybe like, grogu's grown up a little bit Gro- maybe grogu's a little more a little older you know yeah. and and just kind of feel like things have changed some so that it feels like there's been some time but yeah i don't know I, overall i just felt a little conflicted but we really need to go <laughs> yeah we're late <laughs> <laughs> so guys Classic. again thank you very much for listening and wa- uh, watching along with us and uh, we've had a great time with this this series again it, it maybe not everything that we would have hoped for and yeah it felt a little um it felt like it, li- it it needed to be more than it was i guess and it was kind of a means to an end but at the same time it's still mando these last two episodes were a great time and yeah, great some- season finale uh mediocre season <laughs> perfect explanation <laughs> so uh guys again feel free to but reach hey, out that Ahsoka to us in august right hey Am there right? you go Am it's right? coming up and uh, dave filoni's baby child so yep it's gonna be it's gonna be probably pretty good so i got i got high hopes yeah yeah don't don't break our hearts yeah, don't break please, our hearts please don't 
So guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, feel free to please always reach out to us uh, in the comments or uh, shoot us a message. We just want to hear from you guys so much. It really uh, does mean a lot to us. Again, thank you so much for answering our community discussion this week for those who did. Uh, we see a lot of familiar faces and some new people too, so we're very thankful for that. Uh, but please feel free to like us and follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, and all these different places, right? Especially on Facebook, where we're going to try our best to keep up with uh, news as it comes out. We try to have, like I said, community discussions and polls and things that you guys can interact with. And uh, so all that good stuff. But we also would be very uh, thankful and humbled if you would follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Um, again, those do uh, help us out a lot when we try to get sponsorships and things of that nature, which we're trying to always work on uh but we would very much appreciate that but thank you so much for listening and we'd ask that you would join us next time as we continue on with our great podcasting journey but last but not least may the force be with you and we thank you for joining the jedi eternal